This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel, and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Welcome to Plant School this week. So glad to have you here listening. So the topic of this week is do houseplants soothe allergies? We're going to see if this is a myth or not. This is something I was just interested in knowing. And then I also had someone message me on Instagram and they were curious if houseplants are okay for someone who's had a lung transplant. Now, this person, her name's Amanda, she has a friend who had a double lung transplant seven years ago, but they still cannot have houseplants in their home, and she was just curious on why that is. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive in to see if houseplants aggravate or soothe allergies when they're in our home and see how they affect our lungs, more specifically transplant patients at the end of the episode and kind of give my final thoughts on if this is a myth or not of houseplants soothing our allergies. So as I started my research, I was looking into just the simple question of do houseplants aggravate allergies? And by allergies, I'm specifically meaning things that are really common like irritated eyes, puffy eyes, sneezing, runny nose, congestion, tiredness, and I know some houseplants can even cause like allergic skin reactions when they are touched. So as I started to research, it turns out that any flowering houseplant has the potential to cause airborne allergies just because there is pollen being produced with those flowers. So this would include plants like orchids, chrysanthemums, marigolds, and other plants that produce flowers. And if you aren't familiar on why they cause allergies and what pollen really is, we're going to do just like a mini dive into what pollen is. So pollen is basically a mass of microspores, and they usually appear as a fine dust. I'm sure right now, across the country, Here in the U.S., it is pollen season, and so a lot of times you will see this fine yellow dust right now. This is pollen mostly coming from conifers right now, your pine trees, your spruces, and your fir trees. They're all producing mass amounts of pollens through their pollen cones. Like, we have a church near us that we love to go and our boys ride their bikes around. And right now, on the sidewalk and in the ditches, there's just, like, these big collections of pollen that have come along from rain and different things like that. It's, like, gathered together. And when it is produced in these huge quantities... It's actually a significant component of Earth's atmosphere, which blows my mind. There's so much of it that there is like a certain percentage of our atmosphere that is made up of pollen. And that is why most of us do get some sort of seasonal allergies no matter where you live. I know some areas are much worse than others, but most people do have some sort of like hay fever or seasonal allergies. 
So that's what pollen is. And on top of it coming from flowering plants, it also is on male palms, which could be in our homes, male yucca plants. And so if you are susceptible to pollen allergies and you do notice when your plants flower, you do get some sort of allergic reaction, you will want to avoid the male palms and the male yucca plants. Another plant that you want to avoid if you are really susceptible to allergies is ferns. And Boston ferns and staghorn ferns are known to be okay, not cause very many problems, but others can actually cause allergic reactions due to the production of the spores that they have. Those little bumps on the underside of their leaves, those are where the spores are coming from. That's how ferns reproduce. I think it is so cool that they reproduce that way. It's very uncommon of a houseplant to do that. But yeah, it can cause allergies. And lastly, I wanted to mention that figs, which is the ficus family, and it includes things like the fiddle leaf fig, Benjamin ficus. There's also a few types of like bonsai ficuses. They can cause allergic reactions due to their latex that you find if like a stem or a leaf is broken off, you will see this white goo come out. That's the latex. And if touched, it can cause allergic reactions in some people. And I just want to note, as like your average Joe who sometimes gets hay fever in the spring, usually it's not very bad for me, but I am in a western state where it's not super crazy, but I have never felt any allergies spike due to my houseplants. When I have them flowering or I do have a fern, although I do believe it's a Boston fern, so maybe that's why, but... I have other plants that flower and I've never noticed any sort of concerns from that. I've never noticed my family like sneezing or getting watery eyes around them when they are flowering. And I'm also mildly allergic to latex. Like if I get a band-aid with latex in it, it gets really itchy and red. And like I've accidentally gotten sap on me from my ficuses and I just go and wash it off. There's like never been an adverse reaction where I'm like, yeah, I can't have this plant. So just keep in mind that, yeah, these plants can cause reactions, but I think for most people, it's not going to happen. And as I did some digging, it actually turns out that a lot of times the soil can be the main problem. So if you ever have mold growing on the soil, that can be the cause of allergic reactions for most people. Not the pollen because it's probably in very small amounts. There's not a whole lot of wind in your home to be blowing it around. You don't have pollinators coming into your home and moving it around. Maybe like fungus gnats. That's the only pollinators we get, but there's not a whole lot of movement of that pollen, right? So usually it's the soil that could be causing your problems if there's mold on it. And if you aren't sure you're someone, you know, who's really susceptible to allergies, just make sure add one plant at a time into your home. And if you notice you have any allergic reactions, you start sneezing more, whatever, you think it's the plant, then you can know that it was that one plant because you brought it in one by one and you can take out the ones that you need to. So on the flip side of this, as I started to look into if houseplants soothe allergies, it was really interesting to read about. And I just want to make note, after I answer this question, I want to go into all the studies and like the scientific experiments that they've done to support both sides I'm about to cover. But like I said, it was really interesting to look up if houseplants soothe allergies because usually the research on this side, the articles that I read just led right back to the NASA study. So it would be like an article and it would give all these plant suggestions that help soothe allergies because they clean the air and they take out toxins and they do this because it's been proven in the NASA study. 
And if you guys listened way back to episode 47, where I bust the myth if plants can clean the air, we learned that this study wasn't all that it seemed. So, in fact, plants, they aren't very effective at cleaning our air. And if you want to hear all the the details, go back to episode 47. But the NASA study, it was done in a vacuum where there was no air movement. And we live in homes where air is constantly moving through air conditioning, through heating systems, through windows being open, through doors opening. And so there's constantly a stream of toxins and dust and different things in our air that come in and our plants do not really make much of a difference. However, in that episode, we did talk about how the most effective filter of these chemicals in our air and of dust in our air was the soil. The soil was actually the thing that was doing most of the work, not the plants themselves. And so they do have pots that have been developed to kind of like pull air in through the bottom, send it through the soil and out through the top. So it's like cleaning the air as it's sitting there. And some of the pots that I found, the brand was Airy Pot. And then there was another one called the Clary Pot. They sound like they're really pushing for the same name here. But if you look them up, you can find different kinds for sale. Or you could look up air cleaning houseplant pots, something along those lines, and you will find these pots that pull in air from the bottom, send it through the soil, and clean it all on its own. Depending on what you get, they're a little more expensive than most average pots, but I do think it's really cool that they've developed something that actually can be making a difference in your home's air in like a really natural and beautiful way. Like it's a it's a plant that's growing, yet its pot in the soil is cleaning your air. I think that is really cool. So besides that, when I was looking into houseplants soothing your allergies, there wasn't a whole lot of information that was outside of the NASA study. And knowing what I know about that NASA study, I feel like I couldn't read these articles and like give you suggestions of, oh yeah, these plants will clean the air and get rid of your allergies because all in all, they probably won't. Perhaps if you added those pots to all of your plants in your home, it could but that would be kind of an expensive way to go about it. I don't know, maybe you're made of money. Maybe you can do that. But I really want to dive into some of the studies on the topic of plants. For either view, I want to share with you what I found. Before I do that, let's take a quick break and we will come right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so picking back up where we left off, I want to share with you guys any studies on the topic for if plants are soothing our allergies 
or if they're making them worse. So in one study that was done in 2006, they performed skin prick tests to see if people reacted. And all the subjects that they had, they had allergic rhinitis, which is nothing way too serious or anything. It's basically just a runny nose and sneezing. But 78% of the subjects that they tested had a positive skin prick test for at least one plant, while none of the people in the control group had significant reactions. So if you are someone who is susceptible to allergies, if you have allergic rhinitis, houseplants can worsen it. The worst plant that caused a reaction was ficus benjamina, yucca, ivy, and a palm tree. And this study, I feel like it's take it with a grain of salt because like they were pricked with these plants. Ficus benjamina, that sap has a lot of latex in it and most people do have some sort of reaction to it. So I feel like if you are like really in there with the plants, pruning them, whatever, digging into them, yeah, maybe they could cause an allergic reaction. But if they're just sitting in your home, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Another study in 2009 that was done in Turkey showed that houseplants were associated with decreased risk of asthma and wheezing. They did this study in a hospital with just females. I'm not sure why they excluded males, but these patients did show a decreased risk of asthma and wheezing. And lastly, I found another study that I thought was relevant. This one was really cool. So there was an eight-year Harvard study of 100,000 women. I don't know what it is about testing women with houseplants. Maybe we are more prone to owning them. I don't know. But they tested women in this study, and they saw that houseplants attributed to a 35% decrease in respiratory diseases. Now, part of this they assumed was also due to an increased physical activity from taking care of the plants and the social interaction when talking to others about plants and how they're caring for them. So it's kind of a combination of those things and having houseplants in their rooms decrease their risk of respiratory diseases. So there are studies showing both sides, right? There are studies that show that houseplants can help with asthma, they can help with other respiratory diseases, and then there's also studies showing that if you have things like allergic rhinitis, houseplants can kind of flare up those allergic reactions. And I also wanted to hit on the question that Amanda had in the beginning of why can't lung transplant patients have houseplants? What's the deal there? Is it because of the pollen? Is it because of the soil? Is it because houseplants destroy new lungs? Like what is going on? So as I started to look into this, I looked at so many hospitals' websites and what they said for transplant surgery patients. Basically, from what I could find, it's just standard practice for anyone who has undergone a transplant surgery to not have live plants especially in the hospital, like there will be a bullet point that says, please let your friends and family know that you cannot have live plants after your surgery. Don't bring them to the hospital. And this is because they are trying to prevent infection. So the thing that is causing infection for these people who have had lung transplants is exposure to the soil of houseplants. Soil, as we know, is just naturally full of fungi and mold and bacteria. They're great because they break down nutrients and they break down the soil so that your plant's roots can take them up. But for people who have had surgery, this can actually be a risk of fungal infections for them. 
So on Columbia Surgery's website, they advise transplant patients to not have living plants if you're the one who is watering them or changing the soil. If you're not doing those things, you are welcome to have them. And then on the University of Kentucky's healthcare site, they said that you don't have to remove plants from your home, but you shouldn't have them in your living and sleeping areas, which made me giggle because what does that even mean? Don't have them in your living and sleeping areas where do you put them? What part of your home are you not living in? I was I was a little confused. Like maybe they just meant don't put them in your living room where you're sitting and watching TV and don't put them where you sleep because you're spending a lot of time. But I really don't know. You've got to put them by a window. Can you put them in the bathroom? Or is that too much because you are in the bathroom taking showers and doing your business? So University of Kentucky, I am not sure what you mean when you said that. I would like some clarification. And then on other post-operation websites, they just advised patients not to garden, don't mow grass, don't go outside when there's a lot of dust in the air, etc. So from what I could gather, basically they don't want lung transplant patients in soil. They want you to avoid the soil and other sources of fungi because it is a risk of infection that could get into your lungs and cause serious problems. And from what I could see, they ask you to do this indefinitely if you have a lung transplant. And when I looked it up, the average lifespan after you have a lung transplant is usually like five to 10 years. So unfortunately, it's not a very long time and they want you to stay away from anything that could harm them. So yeah, kind of sad news, honestly. If you have a lung transplant, having houseplants could be a risky factor. So I can see why they just wouldn't want them in their home at all. Just get rid of that risk. You don't wanna decrease your lifespan after this major surgery. You wanna live as long as you can. And getting rid of houseplants is probably a sacrifice that is very much worth it. So I just wanted to end with my final thoughts on the subject overall on houseplants causing allergies versus soothing them. And to me, it looks like houseplants can cause allergy symptoms, especially if you are susceptible to them. And on the flip side, and from like anecdotal experience, I would say for the average person, houseplants are fine in your home. They shouldn't cause very many reactions. I have never heard of anyone having allergic reactions to houseplants in their home. So I do know that they are likely to cause them, but I have yet to see that. And so for me, I'm going to keep them in my home knowing that, yeah, if I get mold in the soil or something like that, they may make me sneeze a little, but I think all in all, they're definitely worth it. And if you get the airy pot or the clary pot, it can actually help you clean your air and probably decrease your risk of allergies. And also, I do want to point out that exposure to bacteria and fungi in the soil really helps our immune system. It decreases our risk to allergies and autoimmune diseases later in life. I definitely don't think this episode should cause you to be scared of houseplants or soil. I'm sure none of you feel that way because you're all into houseplants and listening to this podcast, but soil, bacteria, fungi, it's good for you to have exposure to that healthy exposure. Don't go sticking your face in a bucket of mold, but healthy exposure to that being outside, being around plants can really help your body get used to them. And like I said earlier, decrease your risk for autoimmune disorders. 
And one cool note that I I just have to throw this in there because I love this fact. There is a bacteria that occurs naturally in all soil. It's called Mycobacterium vacai. And when you are exposed to that, it helps boost your mood because it actually causes your brain to have a boost of serotonin in that prefrontal cortex. So it reduces your anxiety. It boosts your mood. And I think that is so, so cool. That little bacteria, that little guy hanging out there can do that for us. So if you want Rachel's thoughts on if houseplants are worth it. Yes, they are. Being outside, being in the soil, being with your houseplants is totally worth it. I don't think it's something that you should be scared of causing crazy allergies for you. And that is just my unprofessional opinion after spending hours of research in this topic. And so you can take it or leave it. I will not be offended. Thank you guys so much for listening. So glad to have you here today. I hope you enjoyed learning more about if houseplants can cause or soothe allergies and I hope to have you here listening next week. Thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.